they getting wild for me. And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me. These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me. And when these beats drop, I know they gonna leave. Worthy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Amon Sharon's Pirate Radio Podcast. Uh, we're back in the OG studio of my dad's basement, and unfortunately, this may be one of the last episodes here because we're actually going to be moving out soon. So uh, I'll be sad to see it go, but uh, the studio served us well, and um, that's kind of that. Uh, we're moving out, moving on to bigger and better things, but um, as far as the podcast, obviously nothing's going to change. Um, I feel good to be back doing a solo episode today. Um, talk about some of the past guests we had, but um, I'm really glad I get back to the bread and butter and try to do at least one solo episode a month. Um, and for that solo episode, I'm going to stick to what I'm going to do today, which is a TV, movie, and video game roundup. I think um, it's what, what, what I like, what I'm interested in, what I'm always have an eye on. Um, and I think a lot of my audience is similar to me in that sense. Um, so I'm hoping you guys enjoy this TV media, movie and video game roundup and uh, a life update and a podcast update. Um, so obviously the biggest guest we ever had was Brendan Clancy of Barstool Sports. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure a lot of you do, he is the producer for KFC Radio, Barstool's first ever podcast. He's Kevin Clancy, KFC's older brother. So that was really cool to have him on. He was super nice. Um, I'm in his Facebook group, and he um, basically called it office hours, and he said that anyone that wanted to have him on his podcast, he used to talk about podcasting, answer any questions, uh, that he would come on. So we just signed As soon as I saw that, I signed up, and um, it really worked out really well. He's a really nice guy, so a lot of thanks to him for that. And um, hopefully I can do something with Barstool again. For those of you who know me, know I love Barstool, so anyone – any of your any any people from Barcelona listening, any content creators out there, um, you have an open invite to the podcast. And then the next guest we had after that was Miles Lewis. Miles is really cool. I worked with him at the Northport Running Club, and um, he's one of the best sprinters at Elite Feats, um, which is my track club running club that I'm in. So um, thanks to him for that. He has big goals making the. The national team for his home country so i really admire him for that and um we get to elite feats a little later because i'm going to be running a 5k this sunday but i'm going to talk about that at the end and the next one i was really surprised that we were able to get him on was jordan lauderback um if you listen to that podcast what we talked about first thing i brought up was he interviewed uh, myself and the Syosset freshman boys cross country team after we won the brown invitational my freshman year so that was cool he was surprised i remember that that was pretty funny um, so that was cool. And I'm um, really liking the direction this podcast is going. We're going to stick to at least two episodes a month, at least, hopefully more. Um, we got some guests lined up, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, that's about it as far as the podcast roundup. And the next thing we're going to talk about is um, movies reopening. And I was able to go to the movies and mask up at uh, Roosevelt Field. And uh, able to watch the blockbuster from Christopher Nolan, uh, which was Tenet, starring Robert Pattinson and John David Washington. All right, we are back talking Tenet. Um, all right, so I, so this is the first movie I've seen in months. 
And uh, sorry if you hear any background noise, my computer's going off. But um, yeah, so this is the first movie I've seen in months. I was able to mask up at Roosevelt Field Mall. I saw it with my girlfriend. She did not like it as much as I did, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I um, don't know what I'd rate it because it was such a crazy movie and it was really difficult to understand. That's why I'm not going to go too, too far into it in terms of the plot, but I'll read the synopsis. So the synopsis is a secret agent embarks on a dangerous time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War III. Uh, the two main characters are John David Washington, who plays the main character, and Robert Pattinson. Um, you really have to see it to true at least once. Um, if I get the chance to see it again, I will to try to understand it more. But it was um, if you thought Inception was complicated, you might as well just sit this one out because this was far, far, far more complicated and uh, more difficult to understand, but I uh, really enjoyed it. It was um, definitely a cinematic masterpiece. Nolan, one of my favorite directors, um, the Dark Knight trilogy, which is Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, the Dark Knight is probably my top three favorite movies ever. It was directed by Nolan. He also did Inception, uh, Interstellar, I believe. I'm gonna look that up. Give you a scope of um, how many great movies he's directed. Yeah, so Inception, Interstellar, Dark Knight Rises, Rises, The Prestige was also very good. Dunkirk, um, one of my favorite movies that year. Memento, Insomnia, Man of Steel. So he has a lot of great, great movies um, that I'm sure you guys have seen. So I won't get too much into the plot, but basically it's the story of um, how time travel and time bending is used to prevent. Um, something worse than the nuclear apocalypse. So it's a high-packed action movie um, with sci-fi elements and time travel elements. But uh, I feel like action movies, I think you'll like this generally. And um, great acting by both Robert Pattinson, um, John David Washington, the the actress who played the wife, and the, the Russian um, Russian husband. I don't know what other, the mob boss, I guess. He was very good as well. So I would definitely recommend this. And now we're going to move into our TV roundup. So um, Tenet, I'm going to go with an 89 out of 100. So definitely, definitely recommend. Um, I can see that rating changing once I actually understood or understand what happened in the movie. So, But uh, 89 is a very good score for me, and uh, I definitely recommend you guys checking it out if you get the chance. All right, next thing that I really enjoyed that I reviewed season one, and um, I'm not going to do a full review of season two, but I would certainly recommend it. Maybe I'll save that for another episode. Uh, we'll see what happens. But The Boys season two, I thought it was uh, just as good, if not better, than season one. I really like all the characters. Um, yeah, the second season was also eight episodes. I'm just going to pull up each character and um, kind of go through uh, this year, uh, the season. So Carl Urban plays Billy Butcher. He's the leader of the boys and former SAS operator who distributes all individuals, who distrust all individuals' superpowers. He has a particular hatred towards Homelander, which is the Superman of the show. Basically just, if you haven't seen it, picture Superman, but a complete asshole. And he believes that Homelander is responsible for the disappearance of his wife. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna pull up. What happened this season just to refresh my brain sorry uh, it's been a while since i've seen it 
but it was a great season. The the twist ending at the end um, was absolutely amazing. So um, if you haven't seen this, it's going to be a, a spoiler review. Um, so if you haven't seen it, check it out on Amazon Prime. And don't say I didn't warn you about the spoilers. Okay. So I'm going to go over the last episode. Um, so let me just scroll to that. So basically the crew of the boys consists of uh, Billy Butcher, Jack Wade, Huey Campbell, the lovable loser at times, but he ends up landing Starlight, which is a superhero, and she he ends up recruiting her to work with the boys who are uh, against superheroes. There's Homelander, who's the Superman of the show. And uh, he has basically the same powers, looks like Superman, but he works for Thought, and he's committed to them. And he's also committed to um, Stormfront, um, who is a Nazi sympathizer. And Stormfront gets introduced this season. And um, she basically wants to restore Thought to its former glory of um, basically uh, of the Nazi party. So that's that. She's also very powerful. And it's revealed that she's... Um, like 200 years old or a hundred, like at least 80 years old. Cause she's been alive since uh, world war two. So that's an interesting Chris when that was revealed. Um, and then we have starlight played by Aaron Moriarty and she's uh, the love interest of Yui Campbell. Um, Queen Maeve. She was a great character. She uh, redeemed herself in this season. I'm just going to run through each character and then we'll go through the, um, the final episode, sorry, it's a little all over the place. A-Train, superhero, uh, M.M., Mother's Milk, played by Laz Alonzo. He's the second-in-command of the boys who are responsible for organizing and planning their operations. He's a former U.S. military medic, and he's motivated by his attorney father working himself to death while attempting to bring Bot down. So basically, he wants to continue his father's legacy and bring Bot, which is the superhero company, down. And he is Butcher's closest ally. Um, the Deep, we won't get into him. The Deep and A-Train storyline was also very good this season with the church, but uh, I don't think I'll go through the whole thing. Frenchie, another member of the boys, and um, MM is uh, Butcher's closest ally. Frenchie is like a bomb specialist who works for the boys. And then Kimiko is uh, Frenchie's love interest. She's a mute member of the boys with enhanced strength and regenerative rate of healing, involved involuntary injected with compound B. And I forgot to mention that compound B is what gives superheroes their power. They're not naturally born. The only natural naturally born superhero is Homelander's son. And that's the the main part of the story, trying to Homelander's um so Billy Butcher's wife. Uh, was raped by Homelander, and she had uh, her son is the only naturally born superhero. And the premise of the, the whole season is um, trying to uh, Billy Butcher trying to help her and her son escape from Homelander and thought suppression because they're trapped in like a community where they can't leave. All right, so we're just gonna go over the last episode and then we'll move on. But like I said, I highly recommend the show if you can start from the beginning. And um, something new, fresh. It's on Amazon Prime. It's not really like anything else. It's on TV right now. And it's uh, a nice break from Marvel and DC. I believe it's its own uh, entity entirely. It's not affiliated with Marvel or DC. So that's part of what I like about it. It's something new. All right.
see what we want to do here. Okay, so uh, they released the fact that superheroes aren't naturally born, which is what the public thought, and Compound V has gone mainstream, everyone knows. Um, it's going to be tough to go through the last episode if you haven't seen it, so I'm going to change plans here. Just know that if you hadn't seen it, start from the beginning. I'm not going to go the whole thing because it's not really going to make sense to those who haven't seen it. And if you have, you already know. So uh, start the boys from the beginning. Um, for for movies, I do like to do 0 out of 100. And for TV shows, I just do would recommend or would not recommend. Thumbs up or thumbs down. And the boys certainly gets my stamp of approval and a thumbs up. All right, next up. On our TV roundup, we have the Netflix miniseries, The Queen's Gambit. Uh, the Queen's Gambit, excuse me, which the main character is played by Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, the Queen's Gambit is an American drama television miniseries based on Walter Tevis's 1983 novel, the same name, is created by Scott Frank and Alan Scott, released on October 23rd of this year. Uh, this was amazing. This really surprised me. The first episode, I will say, is very different from the, the rest of the 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 uh, episode one is very different than, than episodes two through eight. It starts off with uh, a young girl who's placed in an orphanage after her mother uh, commits vehicular suicide. Basically, drives um drives into another car intentionally, and she left. She's left as an orphan, and she is sent to an all girls, very strict, like traditional sixties fifties. What do you would picture like a like a all girls orphanage and the people who run it are very mean and um everyone at these orphanage is given two pills one for your body and one for their, their brain they say something like that i don't remember the exact line but the one for your brain is actually a tranquilizer i guess i'm realizing now that's like probably really heavy and like um i don't know what the modern day equivalent would be but a really heavy tranquilizer and um, this other girl at the orphanage tells the main character, uh, Beth, her name's Beth Harmon, to take the green pill at night, which is the tranquilizer. So she does that, and she develops an addiction to these tranquilizers, which we see becomes a main theme throughout the throughout the series, throughout the season. I guess it's going to be a mini-series, so I'll just say the series. So she becomes addicted and becomes reliant on these tranquilizers. but. Um, as she's learning at the school, she's told to go downstairs and bang out the erasers to get the dust off. And while she's downstairs, she sees a man playing chess against himself. And she quickly becomes very interested in the game. And reluctantly, the man decides to teach her chess. And she is a savant. She's an absolute genius, takes on to the game really quickly. And uh, eventually, the man brings in his friend from his chess club to uh, play against her. And she wins easily at the age of, you know, seven or eight. And these are full-grown men who play chess their entire lives. So she's a, a chess prodigy. Eventually, they take her to the high school. And she plays a simultaneous game, which is um, playing like 10 people at the same time. So she makes her move. They make their move. And then she plays 10 other people at the, I guess, people know what I'm saying. Simultaneous game. She's playing 10 people at once. Uh, the person that they're playing against only has to focus on one game while she has to focus on 10 and she wins all the games. So she's an absolute chess prodigy. And after she leaves the orphanage, um, she gets placed in a home uh, at the age of uh, in her late teens. 
she was placed in a home with a husband and wife and the wife is um definitely the traditional 50s housewife and the husband's traditional 50s husband like very mean not not a nice guy um not like abusive or anything just not not a lovable uh father for beth Harmon. and um the mother wants to be a girly girl but that's not who she is she uh, wants to enter chess tournaments right away because she knows she's obviously very good and um, she writes to her chess teacher, Mr. What was his name? I want to get this right. Mr. Scheibel. She needs $10 to enter a chess tournament. And he sends her that $10. And she wins. She beats the state champion, Harry Beltic. And she meets um, many friends along the way, including the twins who organize the chess tournament. And her love interest later in the series, Towns. Uh, so she beats Harry Beltic eventually, and uh, she goes on to win all these local chess tournaments. She becomes the Kentucky State champion, and um, eventually the father leaves. Not her father, but her orphan step, uh, stepfather. Orphan father, I guess you would say. He leaves um, to go off and leaves his wife. So it's, it becomes just Beth Harmon and um, her orphan mother. And when the mother realizes that Beth has this extreme talent for chess, she takes her to all these tournaments, lets her call out sick from school, and Beth becomes um, a traveling local, not local, local to the United States, uh, chess savant. Um, she's still addicted to um, these tranquilizers along the way, and uh, her mom sends her to get a prescription for her, and she takes half the bottle of the tranquilizers. So that uh, theme continues. Eventually, Beth goes up in a chess tournament against the United States champion in his name. I like the actor that plays him. Um, what is his name? Benny Watts, which is uh, he played Jojen Reed in Game of Thrones. And um, his his real name is uh, his character is Benny Watts, and his name is Thomas Brody Sangster. And he was a great opponent for her. He loses her first time. And then later down the line, uh, Beth beats him for the U.S. championship. And um, she had two main teachers along the way, which were, um, and they were both end up being her love interests that well. One of them was Benny Watts. He comes in later on. But the first teacher she had was Harry Beltic, the person he she beat for the Kentucky State uh, Chess Championship. So Harry Beltic is her first teacher. He teaches her a lot about the game and teaches her how to study the game rather than just play on instinct. And that's the main lesson from her. Um, they uh, end up having sex. And um, their relationship ends because uh, Beth is so drawn out on these pain, uh, these painkillers, these uh, tranquilizers that he can't stay in the relationship anymore and he has to move on. But uh, he ends up coming back later in the series. And her other teacher, Benny Watts, is a little more eccentric. He knows uh, he's a better chess player. Uh, Beltic is the Kentucky State champion, and Watts was the U.S. State um, U.S. champion. Um, so that was that. And eventually, her main rival becomes what was his name? Is a Russian guy, um, Vasily Borgov. And her whole the whole another main theme of the show was trying to beat the Russians and traveling to Russia. And um, 
when she wins the U.S. state championship over U.S. U.S. champion, not the United States of American chess champion over Benny Watts. Benny Watts agrees to be a teacher and she moves to New York before she goes to the world championship in Russia. And uh, long story short, everyone who she met along the journey in the chess world come back to help her uh, beat Vasily Borgoff and win the world championship. And that's how the series ends. Um, and she also meets back up with um, the girl who helped her in the orphanage. But I'd highly recommend this show. It had a really beautiful, um, sentimental ending that kind of warmed my heart. After she wins the world championship, she goes to play in the, the Russian equivalent of Washington Square Park where chessboards just, are just uh, set up like um, as a table, like stuck in the ground. And um, if you've ever been to Washington Square Park, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She basically goes to play with local Russians after she wins the, like the 1967 world chess championship so this actually got me back into chess um i like right as the show was going on i started playing on chess.com and actually joined uh the long island chess club so look out for my name some tournaments i'm sure i'll get absolutely destroyed but i'm um, looking forward to challenging my mind on the chessboard. so that was the queen's gambit next up we have Highly recommend Anna Taylor Joy, Queen's Gambit, Netflix. It's a quick series, eight episodes. Probably not going to do another season, so check that out. Next up, we have The Mandalorian. There's been two episodes, and I'm really liking it so far. Um, not too much to say. It's been different. Um, looking forward to them furthering the storyline a little more. These episodes have uh, kind of been – they've been very good, but they've been like single episodes and not – uh, really continuing the storyline from last year, like two standalone episodes. So I'm expecting that last week. Uh, today I woke up at 6.30 and immediately watched The Mandalorian Episode 2, Chapter 10, because um, they call it Chapter 10, because there are eight episodes of the first season, second of the second season is Chapter 10. Um, but yeah, so I woke up and was like done watching that by 7.30 and then had to fall back to sleep and go into work. Barely made it on time. But yeah, that's been really good. I'm looking forward to Boba Fett. They had a face reveal for him at the end of the first episode, the same actor who played him, I think, in the prequels. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'll do a full roundup when the season's over. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm not going to say too much more about The Mandalorian because it's only been two episodes. But um, one more thing for our TV roundup. Definitely, if you're not on The Mandalorian, what are you doing? You, you don't have to be a Star Wars fan. My girlfriend's um, only a Star Wars fan for through me, and she really liked. She's in the middle of the first season, so um, but she really likes it. You don't have to be know everything about Star Wars. You just uh, can enjoy the action, enjoy the entertainment. There are references that Star Wars fans will get, but it doesn't take away from the people who don't know about Star Wars. If that makes any sense, it's like Easter eggs and stuff. But you don't. They'll just they'll just look normal to regular people, and they'll be awesome for um, long term Star Wars fans. One more thing on the TV roundup. Uh, the Chappelle Show was just put on Netflix. Uh, obviously, I've seen a lot of the famous skits like Clayton Bigsby and um, The Milk Delivery Man. If you know, you know on that one. Can't can't uh, can't say that word, obviously. But um, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, Chappelle's Show is on Netflix. So I'm really looking forward to that, uh, watching the whole thing. So that was the TV roundup, and next we're moving on to video games. All 
All right, and the final segment before a personal update is the video game section. So I'll go through these pretty quickly. Um, the four biggest video games to be released this month. Um, some of them have already been released, but November traditionally is the biggest month for video game releases. And the four are Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'll probably get that once the semester's over. Cyberpunk 2077, starring John Wick, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Halo Infinite. So that's probably the order. I'm generally interested in these games. So starting with the Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the most, and then Halo Infinite the least. I was just never a Halo guy. But I'll go through each of them. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm really happy to hear, and we'll see how significant it is. But um, my favorite part of Assassin's Creed has always been the story, and especially the present-day storyline. I think it was its best, um, in terms of story at least. Uh, the peak for me was Assassin's Creed 3 which was the American Revolution and uh, the Desmond Miles storyline where he saved the world. So I'm looking forward to get, getting that back. There's a new present-day character, and um, this is set in uh, Norse times, so like Vikings. Gameplay looks sick. Um, the controls look a little different than what I'm, I'm used to. The last game I played was Assassin's Creed V, which was the French Revolution, Assassin's Creed Unity. So I missed, I guess, one installment, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, maybe one more but I think that's it. So I'm looking forward to getting back into it. Like I said, I'm going to buy it after the semester. 60 bucks, but you know that's what video games go for nowadays. Um, I'll just be too distracted at this point um, in the middle of the semester. So Cyberpunk 27 is, a, I would say, way more hyped up than Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I'm just, Assassin's Creed my favorite series. That's why I like it more. Um, stars John Wick, futuristic, uh, reminds me of a movie I actually liked and saw a while ago. Probably no one's going to get this reference, but Belita Battle Angel. Um, if you know the movie, you know kind of what I'm talking about. It's um, people are like half robotic, futuristic, looks really cool. John Wick in a video game. John Wick. I should say Keanu Reeves in a video game. How could you go wrong? So I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> the next one, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I can see myself buying this, maybe even buying this over... Um, cyberpunk 27 2077 because it's only like 40 bucks it looked like or 50 but less the 40 or 50 bucks i'm going to check on uh it's a playstation exclusive look at the release date and everything right here so releases on november 12th and it's going for um, yeah, 50 bucks. So $10 left. That's significant. I think that's a good move by Sony and, and PlayStation to try to get something out there for less. Um, $10 isn't significant to a lot of people, but for a lot of people, um, it is. And people like this game a lot, so I think it's going to sell really well. Um, I don't think it'll necessarily tie into the Marvel storyline unless that includes Into the Spider-Verse, which is a... Uh, one of my, my probably my favorite animated movie of all time. I have a poster of Into the Spider Verse in my room, and the Black Spider Man is Miles Morales from that movie. So they, they have the spider suit from that movie, which is really cool. That looks sick in the like the teasers and the preview footage. So I'm looking forward to that. If I don't buy it, I'll probably watch a playthrough of it on YouTube. My favorite playthrough guy is the Rad Brad. So not a PewDiePie guy. And the last one I'll touch on is Halo Infinite. I know a lot of people love Halo, so this is obviously going to be a big seller. And I uh, look forward to that. So, yeah, probably stream Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Twitch this winter break. So look out for that. I know we've been slacking on Twitch, but 
it's always something you can just dive right back into. So that's kind of why I like it. And that's kind of that. On to so that was our roundup of television, movie, and video games. I'm going to be doing one of these a month, um, just depending on when things release and um, when series finish. If I see a movie or not, but I'm definitely going to try to do at least one of these a month and at least one solo episode a month. So. Yeah, the solo episode is probably just going to be something similar to this, so look out for that. And a personal life update. Um, I have a five, so I talked about the chess club. Very nerdy, I know, but uh, try to do some tournaments, get some experience with that, and that should be fun. I've also been playing Ultimate Frisbee, and uh, I'm in an Ultimate Frisbee group chat that I found out about from my coworker Dylan, so that's been fun. Um, golfing, I've been slacking on, but... Uh, Kind of that time of year when golf goes by the wayside till spring. Um, I've been feeling, I was down, up and down for a little bit with school and just life kind of got in the way. I was a little down for a while, but um, I think I'm back up because I'm really taking care of myself a little better and exercising every day. And that's really the key for me. That's what it comes down to. And by the way, when I say that, I don't want to get too personal or anything. I was just, I feel a little better now that I'm exercising basically is what it comes down to. So don't get too concerned. But yeah, I signed up kind of on a whim for a 5K this Sunday with the Leaf Feats over in Alley Pond Park in Queens or Elmont, whichever one. Um, going into this with zero expectations, if you want me to be 100% honest, I'd be very happy with breaking 21 minutes at, at this point, um, sub-7 pace. And that's about it. No expectations. I was talking with my buddy Sean. We were playing basketball the other day, and I was talking about how uh, we're never going to have the time to dedicate to training as hard as we did in college or even high school. So my idea was uh, creating post-collegiate PR. So this 5K will be my post-collegiate PR for me, and we'll go from there. Um, you know, I don't have the time to dedicate to running a sub-17 5K or a, um, you know, a sub-440 mile right now, and that's just the name of the game. So you just got to take it as it comes. It's a tough realization, but uh, just the truth of things today. People get old. And you don't, don't have the time to wake up at 6.30 every morning and run five-plus miles and do all these crazy workouts. So looking forward to that. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. That's been it for today. We look forward to some guests and uh, another one of these TV, movie, video game, personal life update episodes next month. Thanks again, guys.